As today marks our first Sunday for Lent, as we're on our feet together, can we together sing Psalm 23 as a preparation for today's message? Can, can we just all sing together? Let's do verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You prepare a table. 
As David declared, and we declare here today on this beautiful new day you have given us, regardless of the weather, regardless of our situation, regardless of our emotions, Lord, you are our shepherd. And as David declared, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, surely, Lord, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heavenly Father, we need you desperately, more today than yesterday. We're in need of your touch. Heavenly Father, speak to us, for we are listening. May the words of my mouth to be used as your instrument, your mouthpiece. May it be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord. And may the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh God. For you are our rock and our redeemer. We thank you. We love you. We pray all these things in your precious son. Just cross let me pray. God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Welcome to today's Sunday service. Today marks the first Sunday for Lent. Lent already started on Ash Wednesday this past week. And for today's title, we're going to be focusing on verse 1 of Psalm 23. So the title of today's message is called Psalm 23. Verse 1, my shepherd. Keep in mind, there are six verses in this chapter. And there are six Sundays before Easter Sunday. Easter marks the seventh Sunday. So today, until Easter Sunday, we will focus one verse at a time in one of my favorite psalms in the Bible, in the 23rd chapter of Psalm. Again, six Sundays and six verses in Psalm chapter 23. With that, let's begin with our main verse, verse 1. Psalm 23, verse 1. And let us all read together. Ready? One, two, three. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. If you could all turn with me to John chapter 10. We're going to read from verse 1 through 18. John 10, verse 1 through 18, and it says this, The good shepherd and his sheep, the title, starting with verse 1, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. 
The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The higher hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a higher hand and cares nothing for the sheep. <clears throat> Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as a father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life. I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Amen. amen. And amen. First Samuel chapter 16 tells us, and we've gone over that passage, that the writer of Psalm 23, David, was a shepherd boy. And if you look through all throughout Scripture, all the great and godly leaders were shepherds in Scripture. And it's a reflection of God's heart, of who Jesus is to the church, to our church, to the churches all around the world. It says in Genesis chapter 48, verse 15, it talks about the faithfulness of God in the past and the present of him being our shepherd. It says, then he, meaning Jacob, a.k.a. also known as Israel, blessed Joseph. Joseph is the one that was sold to slavery at the end, he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers, he's talking about his grandparents, Abraham and Isaac, walk faithfully. The God who has been my, what? Shepherd all my life to this day. He's reminding his son, Joseph, that he has been my God has been, our God has been, your God has been, my shepherd of my past, 
end, to the present, and to the future. Genesis 49, verse 24, because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. In Psalm 100, verse 3, it says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And the last verse here, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it says, For you were, 25, it says, For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So before we get to our main points, just a reminder to us, just like the song that we just sang, he is our shepherd. We are his sheep. And I'm not just talking about, only talking about the animal qualities of the sheep. If you ever watch shows or people trying to get the sheep or the goats to the pen, and especially a stranger, they will not listen to them. But they will surely listen to the owner's voice. They know who is calling them. So I'm not only talking about the animal qualities of the sheep, but I'm talking about the spiritual qualities of that and those who follow Jesus Christ as his disciples. Again, the key is follow and disciples who obediently listens and follows Jesus Christ. So starting with this, we must, three points for us. First point is this, follow his leading. Follow his leading. Not may we, for it's not a suggestion, but we must. Again, I say must, for there are no other options, not should, but must. We have confidence because Jesus, he goes before us. He makes a way for us. He is our shepherd, and I lack nothing. Our trust in Jesus' leading, it comes from, so point letter A, his care from our past. It comes from his care from our past. Letter B, his care in our present. And let us see his care for our future. Again, comes from his care from our past, his care in our present, and his care for our future. Just like in Genesis chapter 48, as Jacob, a.k.a. Israel, was reminding his son, your fathers, the God of your fathers, of Abraham and Isaac, he is the great shepherd. Not only is he my shepherd, but he is also yours, not just for your past, not just for your present, but also for your future. And if you read through all throughout scripture from the beginning to the end, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, which is the beginning and the end, says the Lord God in the middle, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty, it says. Not only is he the God of the past, 
But he is the God of the present. He is the God of the future. He is the God of eternity. Of ever, he's an everlasting God. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Where it says, I am who I am. Starting with verse 13 says, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Which shows us over and over again that he is the God of our past, present, and future. And this passage reveals the accumulation of God's faithfulness, of his title, not just to the current generation of Moses, who is hearing this, who is talking to God in Exodus chapter 3, but to all the patriarchs of the past, all the forefathers of the past, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all those who came before him. It's a promise to the future generation as well. That's why God says here, the name you shall call me, is I am who I am, but he says, at the end, he says, from generation to generation. He is the God of today's generation. Amen? Of our generation. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. James 1 17 says, who does not change like shifting shadows. Whenever you memorize Hebrews 13, memorize James 1, 17 also, for they go together, which shows the quality of God, which also, Revelation 1, 18, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who is, who was, and who is, shows us that he is the God of yesterday, today, and the future, and forever, everlasting God. He will never change. That's why when Jesus comes into the picture in the flesh, he tells the people, in John 14, 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So number one, follow his leading. Number two, know his voice. Know his voice. Three sub points here for us. Letter A, hear his voice. Letter B, become familiar with his voice. And letter C, listen to his voice. I'll say it again. Hear his voice. Become familiar with his voice. And lastly, listen to his voice. You can be ever hearing but that does not mean you are listening. We must learn to cancel out all other noises, unnecessary noises, distractions. So the question I want to end with this and this point, I have three questions for us. First one is, are you hearing his voice? Second is, are you familiar to his voice? 
Lastly, are you listening to his voice? Listening means doing. You obey and you follow him. Not only are you hearing him, but you listen to him and you follow through and you obey. How do you obey? Through the word of God. You surround yourself and you listen to godly individuals. You don't surround yourself, as it says in Psalm 1, people who are lost in worldly ways, who gossip, who talk about things that are not of godly character, of integrity. You surround yourself with the right friendships and with the right relationships. Are you listening to his voice? And lastly, point number three, stay within his flock. We must stay within his flock. Not outside, but within. Not outside looking in, but stay in. Not going rogue and staying isolated, on our own, but remember, letter A, you were once orphans. John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans, and I will come to you. Quickly, Romans 8, 15 says, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. A chapter later, Romans 9, 4 says, theirs is the adoption to sonship. Remember that you were once orphans, letter A. Letter B, you now belong to his body. Not everyone belongs to his body. People outside on the street who are driving on the road, who are not a Christian, who are not of God, they do not belong to his body. But as a Christian, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you now belong to his body. Let us see, you'll be protected by the great shepherd. You'll be protected by the great shepherd. So when I say stay within his flock. Letter A, you were once orphans. Letter B, you now belong to his body. Letter C, you'll be protected by the great shepherd. And just like the passage that we read earlier in the beginning of the message, John 10, but focusing specifically on verse 11 through 16, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. It talks about the quality of the shepherd where Jesus, he protects us. He avenges for us. He stands up for us. He guides us and he leads us from the enemy. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The higher hand, which in this case, the context is talking about the Pharisees, the worldly leaders, the corrupted leaders, the higher hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, an attack coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. 
Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a higher hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But Jesus, he gives a complete contrast versus these worldly leaders, corrupted leaders, versus himself, who is the great and the ultimate shepherd, the chief shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of his sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Stay within that one flock. What is that flock? Well, first of all, stay within your local church. Stay within the flock of the community of believers, of Christians all around the world. That's when we go on missions overseas, wherever we go. We belong to that one flock, for there is only one good shepherd, and his name is Jesus Christ. And within his flock, we remember, letter A, we were once orphans, lost out on the street. No hope, just like we talked about last week, as orphans. But through the mercy of God, through the grace and the love of God, through his care for us, we go from Adoption to sonship. We're able to call God, who once was a stranger, Abba, Father, as it says in Romans 8. Romans 9 also reminds us adoption to sonship. Hebrews 13 and 1 Peter 5. Hebrews 13, 1 Peter 5, it talks about the title of the shepherd, it goes from John 10, good, to Hebrews 13, great, and then 1 Peter, which says, chief. So it goes, it progresses, and the level gets higher. He is not only good, but he is great, and he is the chief. He is the main, he is the leader, he is the head. Hebrews 13, verse 20 to 21 says, now, May the God of peace, you may be familiar with this because I do it in the benediction, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work within us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The great shepherd of the sheep. First Peter 5, verse 4 says, and when the chief shepherd appears, the chief shepherd, you'll receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the season of Lent, I'm not interested or focused on having long sermons as we used to. But my job, especially this season, compelled me to do this psalm, these short verses, is because when we do our Bible study and we focus on one verse or sometimes two verses at a time and we 
the lesson goes maybe 30, 40 to an hour. Well, not 30, definitely longer than that, 45 to an hour or maybe longer. And I want us to really get our hearts back in the right place, remembering who Jesus is to one of my favorite psalms in Psalm 23, the psalm that we're all familiar with. I just want you to remember today, especially this week, in this first Sunday, first week of Lent, what does it say? That the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And I want to challenge you to memorize this verse. So by the end of Easter, we will have Psalm 23 all memorized. So again, let's all read together. Ready? One, two, three. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. You don't need anything else. He is your shepherd. And we lack nothing. Amen. And I'm closing with this. As we just went over in John 10, Hebrews 13, 1 Peter 5. Jesus is the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd. And then let's make it more personal. Jesus is my good shepherd, my great shepherd, and he is my chief shepherd. Now, it's not just about me, is it? It's about the community as a whole. Jesus just doesn't just belong to me, but he is our good shepherd, our great shepherd, and our chief shepherd. Isaiah 40, verse 11, a passage that we should all be familiar with that we should all tie John chapter 10 with Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 together where it says he tends his flock like a shepherd this is a passage written in the Old Testament before even Jesus came into the picture he existed but before he came in his earthly fleshly form fully man fully God Isaiah wrote, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He's talking about God, talking about Christ. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and we are his lambs. And he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. First time, like the first time holding an innocent baby to your chest or to an innocent, a baby-born puppy. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. What does Jesus do? Jesus, he tends me. Jesus, he gathers me. Jesus, he carries me, and Jesus, he gently leads me. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. What do you lack? Nothing. You lack nothing. 
because he is the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd. With that, let's put it into context and read together John 10, 1 through 18, one more time. Can we all declare with our voices together? Ready? One, two, three. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Verse 12. The higher hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a higher hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as a father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Let's all pray together. Heavenly Fathers, want to thank you for your love and for your grace, for reminding us today, not only are you the good shepherd, but you are the great shepherd and you are the chief shepherd. So God, we place all of our hopes, all of our dreams, all of our brokenness, and we lay them all down at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. We declare not just with our lips, but we believe with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength that God, that you are the great shepherd, that you are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, as David declared. I lack nothing. Can we all declare with our voices? Can we all declare with our hearts? Declare that God, that I don't need anything else but you. For you are my rock, and you are my overseer. You are the one who takes care of me, and who loves me, and who cares for me, and who loved me, and died for me. Let us all pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, as a church. God, we declare our praises to you, God. We give you all of our praises. We give you our everything to you, God. We declare not just with our lips, with our lives, with our obedience, that God, that you are our God, that you are my everything, that I don't need anything else but you and you alone, oh God, that if I have you, that I have everything.
holiness. Oh God, you are the God of Abraham. You are the God of Isaac. And you are the God of Jacob. And you are the God of Joseph. You are the God of Moses. You are the God of David. You are the God of Solomon. You are the God who was and who is and who is to come. You are the Alpha and the Omega, oh God. From the beginning to the end, God, you will never change. You will never, ever change. For you are the same. continue praying and as we're praying I want to invite the praise team to please come up let us continue seeking after the Lord the great shepherd of the sheep the good shepherd who laid down his life for us and the chief of all chiefs of all the leaders, of all the worldly leaders, you are the chief priest of them all, oh God. You are the great shepherd, the chief priest, the great shepherd of my life. We need you right now. We're desperate for you. Can we all stand to our feet? Let's sing verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not one. Let us worship together.
together now even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death Father, remember today that we were once orphans, and as you reminded your people in Deuteronomy 15, remember that you were once slaves in Egypt. Lord, remember our past of how much you care for us and how much you took care of us. Not only are you the God of my past, but you're the God of my present, the God who not only redeemed me, but is redeeming me. It will continue to sanctify me and redeem me from generation to generation. Remember that we used to be slaves to sin, but no longer, not anymore, that we are set free from sin, from the power of sin. We are no longer slaves to sin, but we are slaves to righteousness. And by the Spirit of God, but the spirit that leads our hearts to conviction, which leads to repentance, which leads to transformation, which leads to sanctification. We have become the children of God, that we are no longer slaves as orphans out in the world. But you have brought us by your spirit from adoption to sonship, that we are able to call you Abba, Father, that we are your children. And if we are your children, 
we become heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So therefore, we not only share in your sufferings in this world, but we will also share in your glory. Thank you for this message today. Thank you for a simple and a beautiful reminder that the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. But we memorize it not just in our heads, not just in our minds, but let it trickle down into our hearts and let it be an overflow of the life that we live. In this one life, one chance we have. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And as we're about to close, just our voices as we're entering the first week of Lent, focusing on your schedule. We each have different schedules. You know what's coming up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Or maybe you're free and you don't know what's coming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But can we just sing the bridge and just remember that even though we walk in the valley of shadow of death, the darkest valley, that he is with us and that I will not fear any evil that may come our way. Can we declare that in faith? Declare that with our, not just with our voices, but in faith and worship and sing and worship the Spirit and in truth. Can we all sing together? Even though I walk. this week to him. ourselves today that we will not walk in fear but we'll remember that God you walk with us that your goodness and your mercy is with us for all the days of our lives we thank you we love you and we give you all the glory and all the praise may the name of the Lord be praised pray all these things your precious son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. God's people pray. Amen. And amen. 
Let us pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now, may the God of peace, the great and the good, and the chief shepherd of the sheep, equip us now with everything good in doing his work, and may he work within us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people we pray, amen and amen.